have you on the show. How are you? Oh, I am well. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Ah, oh, such a treat. We are recording at Barton Springs Pool. Mm. There mm. are children around us. There's the wind blowing, so there will be some background noise, but it's all going to flow naturally, as we will too. <laughs> it has to when you have two people that are born on the same day. Same day. They went to the same school it's and so grew up wild. in the same state. <laughs> That's amazing. I know. I we know. have so many coincidences that are brilliant. I, I love it. I know. All right. So you are the founder of and the CEO of Within. It's a psychedelics medicine startup. It is. You've had a few journeys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have. One or two. One or two. <laughs> and um, I wanted you to share just uh, maybe some of your journeys, what you've learned, what, what, how, why people could turn to psychedelics. Mm. And we're you know, just opening this up to a flow. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, I think... <clears throat> I think people are going to be ready for psychedelics when they're ready. Uh, I mean, I use them in high school Mm -hmm. uh, to escape pain and escape reality. So I use that among many other drugs. Found myself in rehab at 17 years old. Wow. And um, yeah, and then I said, okay, well, I gave, I tried drugs, so I gave it a 20 year break from any type of substance. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I was sober 20, yeah, over 20 years. Still believe I'm sober. Um, Sober-minded. So, but it really, you know, I took hold of that as part of my identity. You know, I'm the guy who's going to retreats and seminars and Tony Robbins and, you know, I just, I'm the sober guy. So it became part of my identity, you know, and I built recovery-based treatment centers. Nice. That was, that's been my, my path. And, um, gosh, about four years ago, uh, we had 12 properties and four treatment centers and we had 65 employees and we were, I was preaching AA and the big book. And I was actually kind of making fun of my friends who were doing plant medicine or psychedelics. Like, why don't you guys just get sober? You know, just get sober right. and do the 12 steps. And, um, it's funny because about a year later I found myself in the jungle and really going through a transition in life where things were just falling apart for me internally. Uh, I was working way too much, probably 80, 90 hours a week. I was burnt out. My gut health was all out of whack, gained weight. Um, and yet here I was sober, right? Quote unquote. And it wasn't until... A medicine woman came to me and said, why don't you sit with these mushrooms? Ooh. And yeah, so that was, every part of my body said yes, but my mind was saying, no, no, those are drugs. But I listened to my body, thankfully, and those mushrooms, and this woman sat with me and said a prayer and let's sage and really blessed them as sacraments. And it was the first time I really heard that in that language, you know? Mm. Uh, I, I think every, any other time I, I heard of that, I just called them shrooms. She's mm-hmm. like, no, that's not what these are. Oh, you know, this is medicine, medicina. And, uh, I sat with that and had the most profound, one of the most profound experiences of my life at that time. My body was holding on to so much like absolute truths and 
you know, pain and, and hurt and anger and stress. And my body just had an, an, an opportunity to let go and release. It wasn't my mind doing anything. It was just the body releasing. And the first hour, I just remember laughing like a hyena mm. and I couldn't stop laughing. Huh. And I was a serious guy, you know, like, you know, when you're in recovery or people in religion, they're t- typically be, you know, serious. And I just released so much of that. And the next hour, I think I just cried. My shirt was soaking wet and I just cried. I don't even know what I was crying about. And then the final hour, I was able to feel and sit in perfection. Time ceased to exist. And I remember it was a Tuesday and I remember just, it's, there's no such thing as Tuesday. There's no such thing as time. And I, and I saw the grid. I felt I was the grid. And in that moment, <clears throat> I felt light of, as a feather for the next six months. I, I, it was so much healing. People said, you look different. You know, I was sleeping better. Uh, I was eating better um, from one medicinal journey. Wow. And that's what changed my path. And um, I ended up, you know, selling off those um, treatment centers because my paradigm shifted and my belief structure, my beliefs shifted and I started to share about the power of plant medicine. How cool. Yeah. I want to speak more to your body was healing because my Mm. last experience with psilocybin, it literally felt like I was pouring a pitcher of pain out Mm. of my heart. Mm -hmm. Like I literally had that visual. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm bent, I was curled up <laughs> yeah, and mm-hmm. it sounds torturous, but it was actually just deeply nourishing and healing. And oh just, my God. And w- watching this like pitcher of, of pain yeah. pour out of me. Yeah. And it was all for yeah. me. It was the um, pain I absorbed from my mom's childhood. Yep. She projected that. She was the eighth child of a Holocaust survivor. Mm. And so she didn't get her needs met and and she projected that through pass it down yeah fits of rage yep. need to control yep. um blame shame abandonment all of those things yeah. came through and um i absorbed her pain i was the only one there i was the only child not yeah. really father around yeah um so yeah uh, can you speak to your experience on, in terms of physical i can well i mean i think the first thing was that for me to realize and I have realized that everything dissolves Mm. the sun will dissolve you know and but we're still eternal we're still here eternally and I was holding on to so much pain I didn't want to look at death I didn't want to look at um, what it was like to grow into an elderly person like I wanted to stay in this old ways of being like I listened to some of the same songs and music I was like it was I think what's really helped my body heal was when I go into medicine journeys now with sacred reverence mm-hmm. and, and intention, real intention to, to allow my body to heal and to allow myself to be shown the truth and to allow just the word allow alone, just to allow, um, it has, completely changed everything about how I see life now because my body is intelligence. Mm-hmm. Here it's divine design. Like our, like our finger, fingerprint is this divine design, right? Yeah. What, what, about we, what about us? 
we are divine code. Yeah. We are divine design. And I think that my mind was trying to control everything and put labels on everything and judge things. And when I realized and just trusted in the flow, now, like, for instance, my last ayahuasca journey, I was just sharing this with a friend. I was in this deep, deep victim consciousness state. I was sucking my thumb like a little boy. And I was waiting for God or Jesus to save me hmm. or death to take me. Like the big death, you know, the guy with the four. Pitch. Yeah, the pitchfork. Like <laughs> it was like I was just in this deep. And, 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 and if you look at that, what that means is in my life, I'm living in a victim consciousness state. But in the ayahuasca journey, I'm in this curled up in the ball, sucking my thumb, crying, waiting for mommy or a woman or a Christ or God or death to t- like, and all of a sudden I remember just allowing my body to feel all that. And I just, it was like a transformer. Like I sat up and codes were coming through light language was speaking through my mouth. Like, like I had like the Akashic records, we know everything. We're our pineal gland, which they've kept secret from us, right? I mean, it's been buried. That's the answer and gateway to the eternal wisdom. Hmm. Well, everything is available to us because we are part of the design. Right. We are the design. And so I sat up in this pose, and for three hours, I sat in a Buddhist pose. Wow. Saying, I am, I am. I am, I am, I am the creator. I am source. I am love. I am God. I am, I am. And since that, this was about a year ago, I, that victim consciousness has shifted to where I am the cause. I'm the creator. I'm eternal. I'm, we're connected. I belong. We're all here together. And a lot of those old stories, old illusions, old fears, and they just have just completely shifted out of my body. And I don't even need to, uh, I, I stopped eating gluten because I learned that gluten was inflaming my, my gut. Mm-hmm. And so I, I stopped eating the gluten because I, I'm choice. I'm in choice and I'm the creator. And um, yeah, I, I stopped wanting to feel all that shame because I was over, I was eating f- more food than I needed to because then I would feel the shame. I was overworking so that I would feel shame. It was all attached at the core to shame and guilt, and it was living in my gut. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so it helped you see that through the I am's, realizing that you are. It helped me see that. It helped me become that. It helped me (sighs) to be I am. Mm. Because that's who we are. I am. Yeah. That's where it all started. Go to all the biblical texts. I am. I wonder at what point our power is taken away or if we're just never really taught how powerful we are. The fact that we are the creators of our life and that the frequency we emanate based on the thoughts we think create our reality, right? Like, when did that get taken out of us or or is it a matter of not being taught? You know, look at the sun and... The night and the day, you know, I think that there was a time when this wisdom was lived every in everyday life. And there are still tribes that live in this wisdom. It's just us in this bubble, right? I mean, there are tribes that live in this wisdom. 
beyond what I have even yet to learn or what you learn. They're in the jungle right now connecting with multiple dimensions and universe and ancestors and this that live long and healthy. There are still tribes doing this. I think where we went, we got lost was, I mean, you can kind of trace it back to the banking cartel and, and money. You can trace it all kind of back to money and, and where, you know, banking got invented and then credit and loans got invented and then, and then, you know, royalty and, and kingdoms got taken over and wars were created and funded both sides. And next thing you know, we're printing money, gold's gone and we're printing fake money, but it's, it's part of this banking cartel. And it's not to put them as the, the ones that did it. It's, right. it's all of us. We had to kind of go through the darkness of, and I think that we're coming, I think the sun is starting to come out again. I think that it's kind of been dark for a while, mm-hmm. many centuries. And I think it's now dawn is breaking because you see the rise in plant medicine. You see the awakenings, the expansion, the enlightenment. And I, I think that we're coming into a new dawn, a new age, the age of Aquarius. <laughs> and, I, and I really, I, and it is the age of Aquarius from 2020. So I do I believe that. And I think you also see that because look at the darkness that's getting dark. Like you look on Netflix. I don't even have a Netflix account, but I tuned in on my brother's Netflix recently and it was like murder, murder, darkness, hate, uh, reality show about paradise Island, sex Island. Like it was this, this dark murder darkness. And then you look at what happened with COVID and the control and the mass. And so I think the darkness that it gets darkest right before the dawn. Mm -hmm. And I think we're seeing that. that. I think we're seeing that. Because when I was a kid, the only, when I was a kid, I remember the only scary movie at first was Cujo about a dog that was angry. And then I think Pet Cemetery was dark, but like, and then Chucky, the doll, oh, you know, God. but like my point is, it's like, yeah. now look, yeah. it's just getting, it's just gotten darker and darker. But I also see the light. Um, I also see this, this new dawn of the light coming through our, our collective. Someone said to me once that uh, COVID sent all of us to our bedrooms to, for punishment, <laughs> right? <laughs> we all got sent to our rooms. Oh, my God. And now I think it actually gave people a moment to be like, wait, am I actually doing what I want to do with my life? Am I right. actually in service? Is, am I feeling fulfilled? Like, right. I'm doing something I hate every day. I can't fathom. I've never lived that way, but... There are many people that do, and it's... Um, it was a timeout, you know? Yeah, it was a timeout. It was time a timeout for all of us to, I think, you know, realize that... Uh, and, I, you know, we'll go back. You know, I think there's other motives of behind COVID and, and, and how that kind of came about. But collectively, I see so many people that are sitting with psychedelic medicine and therapy. It is, it is revolutionary. Mm. I know ceremonies every weekend around the wow. country, around, in, around the world. Fantastic. There are hundreds of ceremonies every single weekend. Speak to the skeptic for a second, because is this another, like, oh, is another excuse to party? Is it, like, are they really going deep? Like, you know, it's just yeah, of talk course. to the person like, that doesn't know what this is about yet. Yeah, I mean, I mean, shoot, three and a half years ago, that, that I was the skeptic, you know? Oh, yeah. and, and I was in... Um, I was reading books and I was going to recovery meetings and I was just doing regular seminars for personal growth. Um, there are, 
all levels of reality. There's this new movie, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. I recommend anyone listening to go see that movie. It's, it's incredible. And it's about the multiverse. So, I mean, everything is in existence. So you're going to find people partying <laughs> on medicine. On medicine. Right. I don't know if there's too many people partying on uh, ayahuasca. It's not party. I don't know anyone <laughs> partying on iboga oh uh, or, or even a high doses of mushrooms, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. so, you know, I think that, you know, for, for anyone listening that, has is new to the plant medicine journey or just now you know maybe skeptical about it that's good be skeptical about it you know it's i think that's part of it because we have to ask ourselves these questions and when it's right to us for me i just knew that my body was ready to let go of something and i tried everything Mm -hmm. i tried i went to four different like um centers that dealt with like inner child shame and and trauma. Like I I did every course I could imagine, but nothing worked with my mind. And so plant medicine was just what activated things in my body and in my cellular makeup that allowed things to really shift. Yeah. They say ayahuasca will go into your body and find Mm. the stored energy. Oh my God. And basically unlock it. That's right. And then you get dove down into this usually a childhood experience that was yep. unresolved. Yep. And you could then get the opportunity to experience it as an adult right. and form a completely different conclusion about it and a different set of beliefs so that you crumble the beliefs that you had as a child that probably were based in I'm not good enough, right? It's mm. the, usually the mm. resulting I'm unlovable, I'm unworthy. It, it, we take it personally at that age. And then we, our brain seeks to validate that belief throughout life. Constantly looking for it to re to actually not only validate it to reenact it, Re-ena- reinforce it, right? You literally would just reenact shame. Yeah. If you're if you're if there's shame and guilt connected to the gut still because that's normally where it's stored and we store it all over our body, but it, it will reenact it. We have to. That's the way we're programmed. I think that's the way where we get the opportunity to. Re- resolve it if we can look at it differently and it's, choose differently you just nailed it it's it, it's the re- we reenact whatever shame guilt fear anger we reenact that until but it's also the we have to go there to resolve it yeah we have to go right into the darkness yeah but then you have it. to choose to respond to it differently otherwise it just keeps that's reenacting. right that's right that's right <laughs> right in my experience i have found that it's nothing I actually, so on my journeys, when it takes me to those stored places, mm-hmm. when it takes me to the places that um, it finds those neural nets in the brain or, or wherever it's stored, and I'm processing it, I find that a shift is made right there, and I come out and I see, I I, I just... I see life differently. Mm-hmm. It, it can reset. And, and, and scientifically, what it's doing is it's softening the neuroplasticity in the brain. It's, it's like, a, think about a mountain that has these ski tracks that you've gone down several times. It's like putting fresh powder on top of those ski tracks so you can go do new ski tracks, new routes. New routes. Yeah. And that's what the experience uh, is, has been like for me. I can make new choices. Yeah. Because I'm not locked in the same type of pattern. Yeah. yeah. Wow. 
powerful, huh? Yeah. Speak to the difference between um, the different medicines, would you? Yeah. Yeah. Please. I mean, there's... There are, gosh, I mean, I've, I've learned that there are over hundreds of plant medicines, right? I mean, all kinds of, you know, I want to speak to something before I do that, that in the early 1900s, the Rockefeller, uh, I think it was David Rockefeller, um, I may have got that wrong, but it was a Rockefeller that really invented the... Um, pharmaceutical industry right. and they use petroleum to start making these chemicals yeah. and then they started funding and since they were part of the banking and the steel and, the, and all of that they started funding the, the the school systems and the med schools and with those funding efforts came articles that they wanted to really talk negatively about anything natural path anything plant-based and you can, this is all, you can all read this. This is all what happened. And then so, boom, a new industry was formed in pharmaceuticals. And everything was kind of poo-pooed and, you know, just talked negatively, anything plant-based. Um, so 96% of life is plants. Think of that. Wow. We're, we, I don't even think we make up the other 4%, maybe animals too, right? But it's 96% of all life are plants. So maybe they're here to teach us something, oh, you think? Who would have thought? Maybe. <laughs> so, so, you know what it showed me with different plant medicines? Gosh, I mean, there's, you know, the, the strongest medicine that I've, that I've heard of is Iboga or Ibogaine, which, which is, is an African plant. Okay. And um, I, I'm actually sitting with that one next month. And that, they say, is a... Two-day to three-day journey. It's a two-day wow. to three-day process. Ayahuasca is a night, you know, six to eight hours. Yeah. Boga is two to, two to three days. Holy. That you're there in it. Um, <laughs> you're typically there with a, a doctor or someone who can monitor your EKG. But it, it's the most, it, it's said to be the medicine that will show you right in front of your face what you need to see. It's a, they call it the grandfather medicine. So it's, 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 it's really just, here's kind of, here's how you've been living. Here's your shadow. Here's where it can take you back to childhood, but it's not, it's, it's almost as clear as you sitting in front of me from, from what I've researched and the stories I've told. I've, I've been told that people can go and even go into other lifetimes and see what they've need to learn from other lifetimes. Wow. Yeah. You're brave. <laughs> Yeah, it's. <laughs> I thought it's I was brave, but I'm a little nervous. <laughs> I'm a little nervous, but you know, this is this is the medicine that a, a lot of you know, you know, being in in the addiction and mental health industry, this is where it shuts off the NNDM receptor cell, and what that means, what I'm told, what it means, is that <clears throat> people that have like a food um, sugar addiction. Um, opiate addiction, um, <clears throat> it really helps. It helps with that. It takes away the cravings. And so for six months, a good six months, you have that reset buffer to really change those behaviors because it just wipes off the cravings by turning off that receptor. Wow. So, um, and I'm not a scientist, just for all the listeners. These are just things that I pick up from. I actually just met with the biochemist and shaman earlier today named Janita Mason. And, um, she's amazing. And she, uh, 
she's not only, you know, an incredible chemist and scientist, uh, but she also is a shaman who's walked the path and, you know, taught me about, you know, what she's the one who got me ready for Iboga. Wow. Yeah. Okay, we're going to have you back on. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, will you share what happened in your last journey? You went on one recently, right? I did. Oh, wow. This is the... So I went to Peru, and I sat um, I sat with a shaman privately, and I, I went for 10 days. Every time you start talking about something really, like, truth, like, deep truth, the wind picks up. Yeah, have I feel that. I feel that. The spirit wind. Is... Will, we'll, just, we'll just tell everyone this wind is spirit. So yeah. Just think. It is. So... <laughs> Yeah, it was it was really interesting. I it was my first real um experience that were like connected to the ancient tribes and lineages and and really understanding um what it really is like beyond this bubble. I mean, I've traveled many countries, but this time it was going with the intention of sitting with medicine with you know, a real shaman from the Shipibo. Mm. And, uh, I sh- sat in three days of darkness and, uh, and w- on medicine with just a rattler or a singing in Icaros. And it was the most, you know, I guess some call it a vision quest. I would probably say it wasn't quite a vision quest, but it was, it was three full days and, um, fasting and on medicine. And I had to, I faced, everything in the subconscious that I was afraid of. And it was terrifying. Um, I wanted it to stop so many times. I wanted, I screamed, I, I cried, I laughed. I, I, I sat in silence a lot of the times, but it, it, she, grandmother took me through these processes of looking at everything that I did not want to look at and things that I didn't even know that I wanted to not look at. And it had me face how me face everything? Wow. Can you share one? <laughs> oh, God. I'm sorry, I have to. <laughs> All right. So I like how you mine for gold. This is good. <laughs> so um, probably one of my biggest, deepest fears as a man was the feminine. I was deeply afraid of y'all. Hmm. You know, I was We're so af- scary. I was so terrified, but I didn't even know I was scared. That was the thing. This is what, this is what plant medicine will do. It will bring things up that is so locked away that your ego where, you know, is like, it's like, you know, if you would ask me that before I go like, yeah, I love women. Y'all are great. I was deeply scared of the feminine. And, um, I, in my journey was shown how, my <sighs> I was shown how women have hurt me and were hurting me and that I could not it was almost like showing that I could not trust the feminine right it was like showing me how they they they've lied they've hurt they've abused they've cheated they've betrayed starting with my mother right not being safe with my mother yeah and um it all took form of my partner. So my partner, it was showing what she was going to do to me. And I was in deep, deep sadness and fear and, and pain. Like, no, but it all had to come out because it was all in there. It was all inside me. Like this is all, we're all with holograms, right? Projections. 
And I was crying and screaming and no, because I thought I was giving my heart to this person. And then all of a sudden in the journey, she turned into black smoke and disappeared. And I sat there in peace. And I realized that and saw that women, the feminine, were just like men, that they have the same fears as men and the masculine. They've hurt, the masculine has hurt them. Think about what we've done for, for centuries and since the dawn of time, what we've done to women. Yeah. Can you imagine what's in, what they're holding? So it was like it had to come through all the women of my lifetime onto my current partner. Then she had to dissolve in the smoke. But it took me through all of that pain again, all of that suffering again. And then it kind of, it kind of went right inside my heart, love. Mm. That women, no one can hurt me. And that women have the same fears as men as men have the same fears as women. And it also had me really look at my relationship with my partner and not be so asleep to all of these things I was asleep to. And so after that, after that ceremony, I, I called my partner and we FaceTimed for five hours oh. and we, we talked about things we never talked about. Wow. We got real on things we never got real on. We, uh, we were all these things we were avoiding and, and not talking about and fighting. It all came. And now our relationship has, it's like a dream relationship. We, 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 the way we communicate, the way we connect, the way we drop in, the way we set up our schedule, like we journey together now. So like all this stuff was dormant in my shadow. And so that was just one thing that came up during that journey. And that, that I had to face was the deep fear that was in my shadow of, of the feminine that I had. Wow. It's interesting because you say it was maybe sourced in your mom or maybe potentially. Yeah. Probably, probably just ancestral too. Yeah. True. Right. Of all women. Um, but then having that fear within you then sends out that vibration that that's, right. that's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. And so you can create it. Remanifest it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And isn't that interesting? I'm never, I was never married by the time I was, you know, we're now getting married next month. But you now are? I, yeah. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. But it, it, it just shows that there, uh, there are things that my, my dad and my mom, when they got divorced <clears throat> when I was 15, and, you know, my mom, you know, not happy with my dad and, and like, we're just carrying everything that was passed down to us. Right. And I think I was mad at my mom for so long because she betrayed my dad, Um. you know, and it, uh, it's, it's, it's helped me just completely understand and forgive my mother, Mm. you know, like, Everyone's doing the best they can. Yeah. And, oh, man, I was just carrying so much. And, and I, I think that's what plant medicine, they're just tools. They're tools to help awaken consciousness. Yeah. And unlock, I think, even parts of your brain yeah. right, that, yes. that you don't have access to. That, that there's no key, right? Like it, it, it helps unlock because I tried unlocking that with so many other modalities, you know, external. I had to go within, which is why our our psychedelic therapy clinics are called within because you have to go within, yeah. put the blindfold on, yeah. go into the subconscious. Yeah. It's scary at first. It is. Yeah. But you know, after you get over that fear, that fear is exactly what we got to go through. Yeah. 
Yeah, speak more to that because it's true. Like the way through or the way the other side is through. Yeah, the way out is in. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's and it's it's never as painful as you think it is. Think it will be. Right. Yeah. Right. It actually is a lot easier than you think. And and it feels great. It's like the end after you finish crying, you're like, ah, light as a feather. Thank you. Light as a feather. <laughs> We're holding on to so many. Think of so if everything's much. energy. When we every thought, everything that's happened to us. We're still hold, the body keeps score. Is a great yeah. book. We're yeah. holding on to it. Yeah. My biggest fear before plant medicine was the fear of death. I could never. I think I went to one funeral, and I couldn't really connect with the elderly because I I blocked all that out when my. My dog and my granddad died around the same month when I was eight. And I remember having night terrors mm. about death. And through these journeys, I've died a few times. And it, it's not as scary anymore because I actually have been shown what's on the other side of death. Mm. At least glimpses. Right. Like nothing can actually... And I didn't know this language three and a half years ago. This is what's helped, I think, me expand and grow and heal. And that is like, energy cannot die. I came into this body. I chose my parents. I chose this lifetime. I chose this dimension. We're just frequency. We're literally made up of sound and frequency and vibration. So I came to experience this vibration. And then what's next? It's the next great adventure. So it's, it's helped me at least make sense of death. And, and I'm, it's helped me live so much more present and alive when before I was closed and cut off and just trying to white knuckle and get through life. Mm, love that. For me, it was letting go of limitations. How so? So I had uh, one experience where I was laying there and I literally, I had, it was breath work actually. It wasn't even psychedelics. It was uh-huh. breath work. And I watched like exactly the same dimensions of my body and dark energy kind of lift up Mm. and float away like a spirit would out of a dead body kind of thing. Yep. I've seen that. And it felt like, and then all of a sudden I was just clear vessel left there and it felt like every ounce of limiting beliefs had left my body. Oh wow. And I I became this like uh, limitless version of myself where everything is possible. Well, yeah. And it still takes, you know, it's not like you do one session and you're And you're there. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm now part of a leadership training ALA and and I feel even more expanded from that because, again, it's the same thing. Like, let's look at the subconscious. What are the patterns in your brain that are keeping you playing small or not shining because, oh, you might be too big, you know, or people can't handle. I'm always worried about other people's experiences. Oh, yeah. Instead of me just showing up as bright and big as I am. Yes. <laughs> yes. Both physically and, uh, yes. and spiritually. Because that's taking energy out of the presence. Right. Think about that. Yeah. It's taking, we're thought energy out of the presence if we're thinking about other people. So Think true. Thanks. Like, so like, I mean, we've seen the movie Soul. We've seen all these amazing Pixar movies, these, these movies that capture, you know, the essence and it's, it's presence. When my, when my daughter, uh, my second daughter was born 11 months ago and I, we, we had a home birth and she came right into my arms and, uh, wow. you want to talk about a journey that, that was like a, <laughs> like a plant medicine journey, right? I mean, I am going through this 
process. Of course, not near the process as Maria is going through. But that next day, I took a, that next morning, I took a walk. And it was a walk I'll never forget. And the downloads came so clear. And it was just, this is a simulation. I came to experience this lifetime in this dimension and this reality that I actually coded and made up. I actually, this is going deep, but like my partner, Maria, I, I, I designed that code. Aww. I designed my, this and, and, and the, here was the download I got. And this is the, if anyone's listening, like this is like my, <clears throat> the biggest download I ever have. And I get it over and over is that it's all about enjoying this moment, mm. this moment, this moment, this moment, like yeah. this moment with yeah. you. Because uh. what else is taking me away from presence? If, I'm, if it's trauma, if it's pain, if it's stories, if it's my thoughts, like just, that's the stuff we're clearing out. Yeah. So we can just show up and right be now. that big, beautiful, bright star that you said you are. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, thank you. It's true, present moment awareness. It's like... I joke about this a lot, but like you, someone who wants to reach enlightenment, they travel 18 hours to go sit with a guru in India and he's going to tell you to stare at the wall and breathe, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Take some breaths. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Get really present. Yeah, yeah, that's it. There's nothing for me to teach you. It's about being <laughs> present yeah. here and now and, right? and then just in the fullness. Mm-hmm. So like if, so for example, right, embodying the fullness. And I think that's why sometimes on medicine we can experience this. But, like, if I'm eating foods that are, like, dense frequency, heavy frequency, like, you know, eating eating meat that was slaughtered and deeply in fear before it, like, came out, and that's putting that foods into my body. I never thought I'd talk like this, by the way. But, you know, that's going to show up as frequency. Everything is energy. Yeah. And so... What I want to do is I want to eat as healthy as possible, as lean and light as possible, as clean as possible. And I want to be in water as often as possible so I can be that light frequency to get more downloads, to be more connected in the present. So beautiful. It's true. I mean, how heavy do you feel after like a heavy meal of like potatoes? Yeah, yeah, right. right? Gravy and the bacon and the nice big cheesecake. (laughs) Gluten. Yeah. Fruits and vegetables, y'all. And uh, leafy greens, by the way. Yeah. From the one thing I've learned from my nutrition courses. Yes. um, Leafy greens. The most nutrient-dense thing you can eat per bite is kelp, actually, but followed by leafy greens. And it's not to say those nice, hearty meals aren't good, you know? I tell you what. You go work on a farm all day and build fence posts (laughs) out in the sun in boots, you come home and you're up at 5 a.m. and you come back at 5 p.m. Oof. That fried chicken steak and mashed potatoes, that's probably going to taste really good and probably be good. And it's probably not going to do any crazy damage. Um, so, like you said, in rare occasions, you know? Yeah. I, I'm a big believer in that. I don't, I don't believe in any type of absolute anymore. Mm. Like, it's like... You know, it's the it's the eighty twenty rule. I I eat eighty percent of the food that I eat is super super clean. Good. You know, every once in a while I'm going to have ice cream because yeah. my daughter's eating ice cream, and I might have some dairy that I don't know where this dairy came from, right? But like that's I'm just allowing myself a little bit of grace. Yeah. And sometimes the stress about it can cause more of an issue, but yeah, I think as long as you're you're doing your best most of the time and. and Organic fruits and vegetables. Yes. I can't clean, clean, same. I'm 100% <laughs> with that. Oh, such a treat. Is there anything else that you'd love to share? How can people mm. find your center? What else? Mm. You, oh, I mean, what else you got, David? Yeah, how much, how much time do you got? We could just sit here and talk for 
days about things, you uh, and me. So I'm just so grateful to be in your presence and to share the same birthday as you and to learn that recently since our birthdays just passed. And um, it's just an honor to know you and, and know that we have so much in common. Thank you. Get to know you more. Um, as far as what we can talk about, we can talk about in the future. We can talk about all kinds of things. I'm looking forward to that. Mm. People can find me um, within.center is our website. And we have, um, we're opening up three cities right now for psychedelic therapy and medicine. We have incredible medical team and, and uh, therapists that, that help us put the blindfold on and go within and help, help process whatever we need to process within, like we're talking about. You put a blindfold on? Did I just hear Yeah. That? Yeah, really? lavender blindfolds. Really? Yeah. The whole journey. Most of the time, yeah, because you know we want to we want to come out and talk and see the external world a lot. Yeah. Like, oh, what's going on? And we will 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 process some, but normally we like to invite people to go back in because the inside are where their answers are. Yeah. It's where their healing is. It's where their pineal gland is. It's where their subconscious mind is. It's where their body is. You know what I mean? Just so remind nice. you to go back in. How cool. That really goes with the theme of within. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well done. If you want to get out, go within. Yeah. Uh, David, what a treat. Thank you. You're welcome. So happy we finally made this happen. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> it's been, we've, been, we've been talking about it for a while. All right, so we're going to have you back after the aboga. Oh. Now I really got to do it now. What? <laughs> yeah, you've announced it. <laughs> I did. I talked about it. I shared about it. And now we're going to talk more about it. Okay. okay. <laughs> Looks like I'm doing it. <laughs> Good luck. Thanks. I'll Thank you so you. much. Thank you. Oh, you guys, thanks for tuning in. I'll see you next time. Thank you. That was so fun. Please subscribe if you enjoyed that too. And leave me a review on Apple iTunes so I can move up into the new and noteworthy section. Ignore the fact that it still has my old Nikki-tastic cover page. Apple does not seem to respond. Weird. <laughs> also, I am starting a mastermind I'm super excited about. I'm bringing together some amazing powerhouse people to step into their absolute fullest, highest potential and make a big impact. So if that's you, if you feel like you need some clarity, you have potential, you just need a little clarity, maybe some accountability and guidance and the support of an amazing group of people, that is definitely something to consider. Please reach out to me. I'm uh, taking applications now to make sure that you're the right fit for this program. And you will also learn how to use your body to make decisions and how you can use this vessel to attract what you want and tune in, tap on how to use literally your, the senses in your body and your body's natural attracting abilities to create and manifest exactly what you want and then we'll also expand on your vision and make it bigger and better and brighter than you could possibly fathom and then create the team to help you get there so really powerful mastermind coming up soon so reach out to me if that's of interest and also reach out if you're interested in one-on-one -on -one coaching i'm here to serve and help you grow to like i mentioned that your absolute highest potential and you're here for a reason and there's probably some limiting beliefs or something holding you back and we'll uncover those get rid of those quiet them at the very least and so that you can really make the impact that you're here to make 
super exciting. So I uh, am so grateful that you listened all the way and I really appreciate you. Please also contact me with feedback. I am here in service of you. So if there's any topics you'd like to learn more about, if you have any questions or concerns, please, please, please reach out to me directly. I am here and growing with you on this journey. All right. Thank you so much, you guys. I love you.